Hello and welcome to The Cute Life. I'm Finley and I'm joined as always by my husband. Oliver. Hello. Place. Place. Hello. <laughs> you don't have to say your surname. Pre- we, present. You, shall we say our surnames? No. Like we're at school. We've got the same surname, firstly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting. It sounds like a... Um... I mean, she just told you off for calling me Elliot and then I've just done exactly the same thing. It's a bit like a band meeting from Fly of the Concords. Uh, nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm not feeling too great, but... <laughs> I won't go into details. <laughs> I think that's for the best. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, very well. Uh, what did we do over the weekend? Oh, you jumping straight into that? I'm just trying. Well, I'm thinking. I was going to say what I've done this week so far, but it's so incredibly mind-numbingly dull that. Well, and really also we're well. recording this on Tuesday because we we've got a rather exciting um, evening tomorrow. We're going to the Royal Academy Collectors' Evening, so and we usually record. Podcast on a Wednesday. October's already started crying. Just ignore her. I mean, we're one minute thirteen seconds in, and Just she's ignore already her. started crying to go out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to the collectors' evening at the Royal Academy um, for their summer show, which sounds really fancy pants. But Ollie just got tickets through work, so that's fancy. It's very exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get to do things like this. No, it's fun often, to go to little so. private views, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't. It's get... like a perk of the job. Yeah, I don't really don't really go to London that often as well. So, I've... and I only go five days a week. So <laughs> for me, it's really great to get to spend more time up there. Oh, it's exciting. But I think the RA summer exhibition is one of the best, just for the quantity. Yeah, like if you're going to see an exhibition that's got that much work in, you're going to see at least a few things you like. It's impossible yeah. not to. Um, yeah, no, there's always something that you like. And they've got, like, the architecture section. Yeah. Which is always really cool mm-hmm. if you're a nerd like me and you like little models. Yeah, they make lots of cool models. There's always something quite funny as well, which is always entertaining. Like, that comedian, Joe Lysett, had a very funny... Oh, did he have a sculpture or like Yeah, it was a like painting? a little head or something, and it was, like, a million pounds. <laughs> and then someone emailed him and they were like, would you take slightly less? And he was like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How very dare you? Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think he offered. I think he did offer like five hundred pounds, which is a lot lower. But I mean, <laughs> I mean that's offensively low. <laughs> he thought so anyway. He was right to think so. Yeah. Uh, you can go ten percent lower. Yeah. That's the normal. Yeah. I mean. Well, that's industry. That's an industry. Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. Well, top tip: if you're ever buying art from an art gallery, not from a normal person, not from Finley, not from place. Finley. <laughs> no, I'm talking when you're buying art for like fifty grand. Yeah, you can get ten percent off. It's always ten percent. Yeah. After that, they've got to ask the artist, mm. and then the artist always says no because artists are always poor. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Anyway, so yeah, we're recording this a day early, so we've. We've got even less to talk about than usual. Well, and the, this weekend we really didn't do anything. We just did so much DIY um, because we started making, um, trying to get cracking on the spare room so we can have people to stay. And then also our lovely ex-owner, I was going to call her our ex-landlord, but she's not that, is she? No, the lady we bought our house off. And finally fucking turned up to clear out so basically i mean we've talked about this before but i'll say again for anyone who doesn't know we bought this house off a hoarder um so when we moved like when we came to look around we couldn't even go in the basement downstairs it was just so full to the ceiling with stuff and then um uh we spent all last weekend clearing out the shed outside because it was so full to the brim with crap old garden equipment that was about 20 years old that just rusted and didn't work and then the whole of our side passage um which is kind of like um well i think it's from when this house was a shop back in the olden days so that's where they used to bring in all the stock um and it's like a so it's not like open it's like it's like a corridor in your house that there's no access to from your house <laughs> one of those really useful things so useful uh but like so it's quite cool though because it goes from next to the front door and then runs down to straight into the garden mm. um, so it's quite useful um but yeah we've never been we've lived here for how long now three and a half four, four months. months we've never been in there because it was so full to the brim with her shit still that she just hadn't cleared out like even though we bought the house 
And she kept saying that she was going to turn up and clear it out and then just like bailing the debt on the day because she said she was too tired or that she had to pull over at the side of the road to have a nap. Well, this is the thing. So that I, happened like twice. Yeah, I really cleverly. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to take everything to the dump if you haven't taken it by the weekend. Mm. So she arranged to come at 5.30 on Friday. I mean, leaving it as late as possible. And I was like, this is really clever. Because I get home from work at seven. So she'll have come, collected all her stuff. I told Finn to pretend that she I wasn't home. Finn went full on home alone. Yep. Little model work. No, I just made sure Tova was upstairs because I didn't want her to like stop. I just imagine you and Tova like hiding under the bed covers, like. Shh. <laughs> 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 um, and then I got home at seven, and I was walking up the street, and obviously I saw her just turning well, up. Oh, she just turned up, yeah. And then I how thought, can someone be so bloody useless? I just don't understand how someone can get through life being that useless. And then she was like, oh, yeah, like, I have to pull over and go to sleep. I'm so tired. And I was like, is that her way of asking for help? Well, not bloody good. So I said, oh, well, I hope it goes well. And just went inside. Closed but the I'm door. not joking, people. Though I looked down that side cupboard. Um, I found a jar of pennies, which I quickly stole. Nice. Because, um, <laughs> I mean... I can get towards the wedding debt fund. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, she had, like, a broken Scooby-Doo stat- statue down there. She took that with her? Yeah, she took that with her. Um, like, I don't even know what was it. Was it a draft excluder or something that was, like, a springy um, caterpillar? I mean, she was talking to that when we left. When yeah. she moved... The day we moved in, she was going to this draft excluder goodbye be good to your new owners and, and finn was like, like that's going straight that. in the fire <laughs> so i chucked it in the site i was like she's i thought you'd thrown it in the bin i didn't no. know you're too nice Finley. well it was more of a i wanted her to pick it up and see it when she came to collect her shit <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't being nice it was being a bitch um but yeah she finally came so me and ollie got to go in a bit of our house that we've never been in before which was quite exciting that's quite novel though isn't it like you don't it's quite rare to get to go into a bit of your house that you've never been in before. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, until I find out how to get into that secret room that I think's in the bathroom. But that's a po- another story for another podcast. <laughs> Ollie's convinced there's a secret room in our Guys, bathroom. the walls don't line up. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> Just a cavity or something. A cavity? Why is there a cavity? I don't know, because they don't know how to... They, clearly, the people who built this house didn't know how to build things properly. So well, they were just, just like, fuck that. it, that would do. It doesn't make any sense, guys. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'll let you know what's in it when I... I'll wait until Finn goes away and then I'll get the sledgehammer out <laughs> find out what's <laughs> in there. Please don't. Um, so I've got a bit of housekeeping from the last episode. I know what this is going to be about. <laughs> is this about American geography? Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, like... So at least people did DM me saying that they had a good laugh. So that's great. I'm cool. glad, I'm glad they're I laughing bought, at us, not with us. I bought people happiness with you my always bring stupidity. People laughter, yeah. um, so Maine is a state. It is not a town. It is a whole entire state that is bigger than England. <laughs> no, it's bigger than England. It's fucking huge. It's, it's not even where I thought... Where I thought it was. Tova's now barking to come in after we let her out. Right. She's just a little fucking shit. <laughs> I feel like she's just torturing us. Um, so, yeah, Maine is next to Canada, waiting for Ollie to come back in with Tova. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really sorry about that, everyone. Um, I'm going to say geography is not my strong point. I didn't realise... I didn't know what side Liverpool or Blackpool were in, and that's in my own country. Like, I just don't really know. Like, I don't pay attention to it. I don't even pay attention, like, when we're driving somewhere because Ollie's, like, my taxi driver and I just sort of switch off and daydream until we get to the place. Don't know where it is. And then you always do that fun thing where you're like, oh, God, it took us, like, no time to get here. I just, like, zoned out and we're here. And I'm like, I've been driving for nine hours. (laughs) I've lived every single moment of this. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, Maine, it's a state. <laughs> it's not bigger than the UK, though, thankfully. It is pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah, give it, give it that. It's pretty massive. I but didn't... I don't want these Maine folk bragging that their county's bigger than our... Not county. It's not a county, state. Ollie, it's a state. <laughs> a state. Look, a uh, state is an American county. Um, Fact. 
<laughs> I don't think that's a fact, but moving on. Um, no, I thought maybe, oh, I've got it mixed up with a town like mm. that sounds like Maine, or maybe there's a Maine city. Maine Coon? No. no. That's, that's a cat, a cat. isn't it? Michigan? No. You think no, I don't know. I think that's also a... Oh, look, let's stop. Yes. I'm digging a hole. Um, anyway, so, yeah, just that's a bit of... Um, I'm going to do a quiz with you next week. I've got to answer as many American states as possible. I'd be up for that. I'm not actually going to do that. <laughs> so dull. Um, did we have anything to recommend, Ollie? We watched quite a few films at the weekend, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That is the perk of doing DIY. So you're so tired that you can't leave the house as you actually catch yeah, up with stuff. Yeah, we watched quite a lot of films. When I say catch up with stuff, I mean, how old was the film that we watched? Uh, we watched Kill List, which is a Ben Wheatley film. Yeah, that came out in 2011, so it's not really <laughs> catching up, is it? Um, well, yeah. Uh, we're big Ben Wheatley fans. and My God, this film, mind-blowing. So good. I'd say it, it shot up into my top ten horror movies. Um, it really gave me the... It's brilliant, but I do think you've got to give the caveat that if you... A lot of people find that thing in films where at the end, it's just like, nothing's resolved. Yeah. Annoying. Don't watch this film. It has an ambiguous ending, to say the least. It's confusing. Um, but we just absolutely loved it. Totally rate it. He's the guy who did... Sightseers, I'm sure we've talked about before. Yeah. yeah, we talked about before when we went to Lake District, 100%. Pencil Museum. Yeah. Did High Rise, yeah. which is amazing. Free Fire. We're just massive fans of his. and But that film, uh, I mean, other than Sightseers, I'd say it's my second favourite film. And the main guy in it is um, from Utopia, which is also a really great TV series, which I haven't finished watching, actually, because no. we moved into this house when we were oh, in the middle of watching it. And um, the other person who's in it is Tyres from Spaced. Who's always in Ben Reilly films. Uh, have, we got any, have we got any Space fans out there? We better do. <laughs> Me and Ollie love... Uh, like, well, that was one of my rules when we started going out. Yeah, that I had I was to like, watch I can't Spaced. go out with someone who doesn't like Space. So we watched and it. Ollie bought me... Finn the... still pretends to like Space to this day. I love... No, I love it. Oh, you it. actually like it. I don't it. pretend. I bloody love it. You could admit now. I could watch married. it over and over and over again. I absolutely love it. Ollie got me the... You got me the box set for, like, my first, like, birth... Like... My first birthday. Your first birthday. The first birthday when, when we were together. <laughs> no, when I turned nineteen, you got me that as a so romantic. It was very romantic. Mm, yeah, on DVD. Don't do that anymore, do we? Don't even have a DVD player. Yeah. Chuck that shit in the bin. No, I think we've kept it for nostalgia reasons. I hope so. Um. So we watched. Yeah, that bloody great film. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And we also watched John Wick. Oh. Oh, so this was a hard. So I watched John Wick when it came out, hmm. and if people don't know what John Wick is, it's a action film with Keanu Reeves, where he just goes around killing people basically. Um, but I watched it, and I knew Finn would love it because it's a bit like sort of, it's a lot better than Fast and Furious, but it's that kind of like really easy watching, just action. Like Taken. There's no, th- you don't think once during the whole film. Like there's no like plot to consider. Like, no, <laughs> it's the opposite of Kill List in that yeah. respect. But like, the problem is, is the crux of the film, and I'm not spoiling it. Because that happens right at the beginning. Because it happens straight away. Is his dog dies. Now, Finn, as a pet portrait artist and lover of our four legged friends, I can't watch that. I like I, so I said to Finn, I was like, "Oh, you gotta watch this film because it's really good. You'll really like it." She said, "No, I won't watch it because I don't want to see a dog dying." I said, "Well, the dog doesn't really die. Actually, the dog's acting." And I like dogs with jobs. I think it's nice to watch a dog earning more money than I do because that's just funny. <laughs> that dog's got a better career than me. That dog's probably got an IMDb page. Yeah, but Ollie, I get invested in the story. I can't even. I can't even like. Pretend animal. And Finn was like, no, what if it inspires someone to kill a dog? Yeah. (laughs) No one's getting inspired to kill a dog from watching John Wick. And I. Everyone's on your side. They want him to kill. So I. We did. I did event. Ollie persuaded me to watch it and then I just covered my eyes. I put a blanket over Finn's head. Yeah, and then he had to. But but, uh, the lead up up until the dog dying, I was hysterically crying because I knew what was going to happen to it. 
But is it all happening so in the first anything, 10 minutes? So if anything, it was a bit of a relief that it happened early on, because otherwise it would have been a lot of crime. But you don't throughout. see them, like, kill the dog. It's just like... Shh, you're giving away the plot now. Okay, well, I already gave away the plot because I said the dog died. Yeah, but we didn't say if... how. Oh, yeah, sorry. The dog dies in a parachuting accident. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh, really enjoyed it. I had a similar thing with... I watched Taken, and I remember somebody, like... Maybe it was you saying it's such a good film you have to watch it and then being like, no, I don't. No, it was Billy. Was it Billy? Yeah. I don't like action films, not refuse to watch it. And then, like, it was just on TV. And so Ollie and our friend, Tom, who I think we were living with at the time, um, like, forced me to watch it. I bloody loved it. I love people slamming people's heads into car bonnets. That's what I really like in a film. Who doesn't? It's so satisfying. Just someone just, like, Going around beating the shit out of people. You're like, yes! Oh, I did a lot of screaming at the TV. Anyway, really good film, so... Yeah, recommend it. Yeah. Just yeah. remember when you watch it that the dog is an actor and it says explicitly at the end of the film that no dogs were harmed in the making Or if you're like me and can't watch it, just put a blanket over your head. Get your partner to put a blanket over your head. We should have found, we should have found out what at what time this happened. It's like 10 minutes in or something. Mm, Probably. That's too vague. Too vague? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, just rent the film and close your eyes for the first 45 minutes and you'll be fine <laughs> mm. uh, yeah it's a good film though and then there's John Wick 2 which we haven't seen yet and John Wick 3 is in the cinema now yeah, so you've so. got a whole trilogy of enjoyment to... yeah, I'm looking forward to watching them very much though um, <laughs> okay. so what are, do I have anything else to recommend I listened to quite a lot of podcasts today yeah, give me some podcast recommendations. Uh, listen to Adam Buxton with John Grant. Man, oh man, he's a lovely man. John Gr- is John Grant a musician? He's the musician. He lives in Iceland now. Oh, I know the one. He um, <clears throat> is quite famous for... I mean, I don't want to like tar him with this brush, but he's quite famous for being a... He was an alcoholic and um, he has depression yeah. and a lot of his songs are kind of revolve around that I believe he was nominated for a Mercury Music Award ah. um, he's just a, I think he's an amazing man I really love him um, yeah so we'll listen to that <clears throat> but he was saying he's a um, that he enjoys a psychological um, thriller thriller and a psychological um, horror movie as well and he was saying that yeah that he had exactly the same opinion on me about um, torture porn and the I just, yes, I can't, mate. I love, ho- no, but I love horror, but like, where it's just like torture, like where there's just like gore for no reason. Like, I don't mind it if it's like in like the plot, like in Kill List, the film we watched the weekend, there was quite a lot of gore, but it was very much in line with the plot and with the character. So it made sense. If it's just like mindless, like people having their thumbs like hostile. Off, yeah, it's just bullshit. Like, it's, Who wants just, that shit? it's lazy. It's lazy. Um, anyway, and then in um, at the end of Adam Buxton, um, Ollie, you know where he does the roundup, walking Rosie. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a Countryman special. Whoa! Which was exciting. Love Countryman. Yeah, I'm gonna link Countryman in the show notes because he did a um, YouTube series where he what's his name? What's the oh, name? God, of I him? can't remember. Bugger. Swatch or something. It's something like that. Buggerty? Something like that. <laughs> um, he just is a, like this posh country man who roams around the countryside and just says loads of stupid shit and it was really funny but we were like obsessed with it and he stopped doing them and yeah, he's just done a special on. We enjoyed it because it's very much like all the people who live where our parents live. He's called <laughs> Monty Bugger Shop Hootie. <laughs> I was close. Very it? close. Got the bugger bit. That's a perfect name though, isn't it? Um. Yeah, so... That was a really good episode. I recommend that. Um, and then I also listened to Soul Music, which is a podcast that I listened to, like, I got obsessed with it, which is, um, it's basically, they pick a song each, well, it's not weeks, they've stopped doing it now. They pick a song and um, then it's people's relationships with the song and, like, their stories behind it and a bit of, like, backstory about like where the how the song came to be and who it was written by and so it's a bit like a in depth desert island discs kind of thing kind of yeah um yeah just about one song and then they play quite a lot of 
different versions of it and stuff. But I, it's so interesting and very uplifting. But um, I found out something. I listened Sounds to. Sounds. If you tell me that a podcast uplifting, I know what that really means. I re- it's really depressing. Oh well, you wait. <laughs> oh, so I listened to the one about Mac the Knife today. You know, the song that I thought was by Louis Armstrong. Didn't have. I didn't know it was by. What song? Sing it for me. Oh, the sharpies. Uh-huh. <laughs> something about teeth dear and he shows them pearly whites I don't think I know that song do- yes you bloody do okay well anyway you can play it to me later if you're so sure I know it then maybe everyone this else knows it this just sounds like every old song so far no it doesn't oh yeah I know this song you know this song I think the issue may have been your rendition. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Anyway. Yeah. So I found out that it's um from a German um opera called the Three Penny Opera, and it's by um these guys called um oh god I've lost the link. Anyway, um. Three Penny Opera. Three Penny what, Opera. What is that the band? No, it's the opera. Oh. It's a it's a song from an opera about um. Oh no, I've got it. Hang on, I did save it. Um, it's a the the three penny opera is a medieval version of the murder ballad performed by the strolling minstrels. Right. In the three penny opera, um, it's uh, it's basically about this highwayman, dashing highwayman called McKeith. Mm. And the song is about McKeith being a, and he's like this modern anti-hero and he captivated the Georgian public because he kept escaping from jail and then going off. And instead of like disappearing into the night, he'd just like get wasted, pick up loads of women and then go and get drunk and they'd find him in the alehouse and cart him off back to prison and then he'd escape again and do the same thing until they hung him one day. I mean, that seems like a pity. Of, they got sick of his escapades. I feel like criminals in the olden days are a lot more exciting than but they that, are nowadays. The, re, uh, the um, Jack the Knife... Oh, no, Jack the Knife, what am I talking about? Mac the Knife is a song about him um, and the... the saying Jack the Lad is based on this guy, oh. Jack McKee. Which was really interesting. But anyway, so this... So when you're such a lad, you're Jack the Lad. Jack the Lad, you're like, him. based on him because he was such like, he was like, had a way with women. He was like, really lovable. Everybody liked him, even though he was a bit of a wrong one. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's like, you know, <clears throat> what the lads always say about me when we go down to Nando's. <laughs> I'm not a lad and I don't go to Nando's. He doesn't go to Nando's. Lando's. I don't go to Lando's. <laughs> Lads Nando's. Lads Nando's. Lando's. <laughs> um, anyway, that idea, so maybe. that was an interesting thing. But then I, so I found out it was written by these German composers, Kurt Weil and Berlot Brecht. Um, and yeah, it's the, the original song. It's the creepiest fucking song ever. Do you want to hear it? All right, give me a little. It's only a little. I'll give, give you me a little segment. I mean, if you heard this, imagine if you're okay. You're walking through the woods at night. I know. The light on your torch goes out and it starts playing. It's so creepy. Wait for the singing. It's horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just annoyed now because like this should have been the first song at our wedding. (laughs) It's so scary. But anyway, so it's, <laughs> it's quite it's quite sad. So he he was a famous um, director, and they were saying, and he was Jewish, and this was around the time that the Nazis were coming into power, and um, he was directing a film or a theatre play one day, and the Nazis stormed in and cart him off to um, the gas chambers, and um, the concentration camps, and replaced him with a Nazi. Director. Director. Um, and he died in the um, gas chambers and the Nazis made him sing that song when he was going into the gas chambers. Jesus Christ. And fucking bleak, right? That's incredibly bleak. But, I mean, just so interesting. It's so interesting that, like, 
I think a lot of the times when you start looking back into old songs and things like that, that they have such an interesting history. Yeah, like, it's just, I just, to me, my dad used to love um, the Louis Armstrong version, so that I just grew up thinking that that was the only version, the original version of the song. It's just so interesting. And this podcast... That's like me with um, Uptown Girl by Westlife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love the thought of little you singing that, like slapping your knee. I'm desperately trying to remember like a, a terrible band that had done a shit song. Wrapping <laughs> <laughs> my brain. Where's like <laughs> That's so perfect. Oh my god. Oh, I love the thought of little shoppy you singing along, me. singing along to that. <laughs> Sorry, I think I threw you off there slightly. I can't remember. Well, that was no, that was the end of my interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, just, no, because that's like that that, so interesting. Oh, well, we got into a similar kind of thing, but we started talking about at work about how all, um, so many sayings that you know, sort of like where they're derived from. Yeah, where they're derived, and at least half the time it's like some horrific like history or something to do with like the slave trade or something like that and it's like nitty gritty super bad is it i can't remember exactly the details but like is it to do with like knits no it's to do with like yeah it's to do with slave ships it's like the hard bit of a slave ship oh i can't remember it's something like that but it's like it's just amazing that these are still things that, like you say that all, all the, the time. time don't even think about it and it's derived from such an awful it's kind of interesting when you look back at like the history of stuff and hmm yeah, like a popular song now. I mean, yeah. not that it's a popular song now, but like... it's, well, it's a, song... a very well-known song. It's a song that everyone knows. You don't know it, apparently. No, but I mean... I did. You did when I played it. I knew that version. <laughs> not my I version. I know the Louis Armstrong version. <laughs> I didn't know the Finley Place version. <laughs> I got all the words wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what we should do is, like... <laughs> you should record a cover of that. We'll release it at Christmas as a... <laughs> Just my, my yeah, a little Christmas podcast. Too funny. A little special. That'd be cute. Slash horns. Very cute. Oh, should I do my cute thing? It's quite short. Yeah, um, why not? Cute, cute me up. Uh, cute thing this week. Oh, fuck a duck. Wait, I can't do it because I've gotten rid of it for some reason. Don't know. Wait, have I? Okay, we'll come back to that. Why don't you do your? Well, I just wanted to do. Uh, one recommendation. Okay. Well, I say one recommendation, maybe more than one. Um, I don't know if we've ever mentioned um, the podcast This Paranormal Life. No, on, I don't think on we On our have. podcast. No. It's just the best podcast. It's very funny. It's like two got I think two Irish guys who live in London and they do investigate like a paranormal thing, but it's completely comedy, like. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, They're just very our sense of humour. But, like, I can't remember, like, how we found it, but somehow we're listening from I episode it. one. It's, I'll tell you... <laughs> Did you just Google Paranormal Podcast? You re- you told me... To, it was when I first started listening to podcasts, and you told me to listen to the Parapod. Um, here, I can't remember. We have talked about Gar- that. Mm, I do think we have. Barry... Barry Dodds and Ray Peacock. Yeah. So it's not called that anymore, but whatever. Yeah. Um, which is a guy who um, doesn't believe in the paranormal and his friend, Barry, who really does. Really does, but has no evidence or ability to back but up he's his very, friends. He's quite sweet, but he yeah, he's, makes all these sweeping statements and then his friend um, just, like, slates him and <laughs> tells him why. It's, it's hilarious. But anyway, Ollie told me to listen to it, so I was, like, looking searching for it and I found this paranormal life when it just started I think they had like two episodes and I was like oh this must be it and I listened to like a couple of episodes and I was like this is definitely not it but it's really good and sent it to you and that's how we started listening and that's purely by chance and it's just won like some crazy award it won the British podcast awards like gold award for like best new podcast so proud of them you go guys it's nice when you listen to something like that and it goes from Right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just was listening to a few of those today and just thought... Yeah, if you want a good episode to start on, I mean, most people start from the beginning, don't they? But I always start from the beginning. If you want a, 
a little taster, I'd say Corny the Irish Ghost is my favourite. The episode's actually called Corny the Dickish Ghost. Oh, sorry. But Corny. he is Irish. He's... Interchangeable, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Irish listeners. It's about a ghost who's a dick, and then. But yeah, there's like I mean, literally, I'm just looking at the list, and like the first like ten are all hilarious. Them deciding whether they believe in the lost city of Atlantis, which is episode four, is just comedy gold. Yeah, because I think they agree that they definitely yeah they do yeah yeah yeah, and then come to regret that yeah um yeah so that's a very funny podcast. Also, listen to. Izzy Sutties, The Things We Do For Love. Oh, did you? We, have you listened to it yet? I listened to one episode, but mm. I found a thread on Twitter where people were talking about the embarrassing and cringy things that they have done, like, in the name of love. So to try and, like, impress, like, a boyfriend or impress a boy or a girl to try and make them your boyfriend or girlfriend. And uh, she's basically done a podcast where they're just talking about she interviews celebrities and they talk about the embarrassing things they've done. For Yeah, for love. Uh, which are all incredibly cringy. I mean, luckily can't really think that I've done any of those things. I know, but... I was just, I was like, because I was like, because I listened to three now, I think. Um, and I was like, maybe I, maybe we can talk about this on the podcast, but I really can't think of anything cringy I've done really. Which, thank God, because some of them... Like somebody, oh, torture. somebody sent like twelve. The one guy sent twelve red roses to a girl who already had a boyfriend. <laughs> or like, oh my god, oh yeah, and he bought her like seven presents for each for every day. And he was like fifteen, and she was like eighteen, and he she clearly was just like snogged him for like a dare or something, and he was like desperately in love with her and like called her mum's house like 12 times like, yeah because because she didn't he'd turn up. on a date with her and then obviously she didn't turn up so he rang the, his her mum's house like 12 <laughs> times in like an hour oh my god it's so just... cringy but so someone else on twitter had listened to this podcast and had had said like oh guys can you like write in and tell me the cringy things that you've done and it was a really funny, like, thread of just, like, people saying all these embarrassing things. But there was one that was just so good that I wanted to read out. But I need to find it, so Finn. Tell, oh. tell me something embarrassing you've done. I don't Wait, know I... did you do your cute thing? Oh, no, I've got my cute thing. All right, do you do your cute thing? I'll come um, back. It's quite short, um, but I bloody love it. And I think Ollie already knows about this. He might have told me about it years ago. Um, that Tippi Hedren, the Hollywood... Um, actress who starred in Birds um, with um, directed by Alfred Hitchcock I know her Um, after she was in the film she adopted a fully grown lion named Neil and lived with him in her California home when when was this? this? in the 1970s um, 70 seemed like a good time to just so, do whatever you actress wanted, Tippi right? So, actress Tippi attempt to own a line serves as an apt example of this uniquely human predisposition... Oh, wait. I missed the first... <laughs> Ignore that. In the 1970s, the bird actress named her Sherman Hoax California home with a full-grown lion named Neil. <laughs> Neil! <laughs> Neil! Neil the lion. Neil the lion. In many ways, Hedren uh, treated the 400-pound lion, which she originally encountered while on set in Africa, like any other pet, with Hedren writing a memoir that he would sleep... In her memoir, that he would sleep in daughter Melanie Griffin's bed. <laughs> right. And there's lots of photos of them together. I bet they are just, like, hanging around one night, in the early I, 70s. One night, I went down to find them both asleep side by side. It's the site, a sight some mothers might not relish. Neil, who had trainer Ron Oxley on site, inspired Hedron to adopt more cubs, and soon enough, the animal rights activist had six lion cubs living in her home. Jesus. Um, and uh, when her pack of pet lions began to alarm neighbours, uh, Hedron moved them to a preserve. So, yeah, they live on a preserve. And uh, so one lion clawed Melanie Griffin, her daughter, in the face during the production of 1981 film Raw, um, which I think might be about their life together but like this these so are... how many lines did you say she had well she had this one called neil and then she adopted five cubs but look this is neil she's squirting neil, a water she's into... in the swimming pool and she's like playfully squirting water into 
What I can only describe as a fucking massive lion's face. It's huge. It's massive, right? Because I was like picturing like a little cob. Yeah, I thought it's Look like, at it. I just thought like Tova with blonde hair. Look. No, it's a whopper. Oh, oh, she's using it as a pillow. Finn, you've got to put these photos up somewhere. These are the most 70s photos I I've ever seen. Where can I put them? Should I put them on my Instagram? Yeah, maybe you can do. I'll put them in the show notes, but I'll put them like maybe as a special. Oh my God, just look. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, obviously, I don't love it. Look, he's... I mean, obviously... Look how big he is. That's him next to the fridge. That's insane. The lion probably wasn't having a good time. He's I don't know. Maybe the lion massive. was. That's the... And the maid stepping over in this picture. Him in bed with the, the daughter. The daughter it later clawed in the face. Yeah. Aww. Um Not... I'm that is Obviously cute. not condoning... Um, having a lion as a pet in your home in California. I think that's a terrible idea, but it's cute nonetheless. Uh, you would know, I like we learn use, from history's mistakes. Would here. I like to use a lion's mane as my pillow while I'm reading my newspaper? Yes. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Well, that's what Tova's for. Yeah. She's my only little lion. <laughs> Just like a little gurgling belly. Anyway, yeah, so that's my cute thing. That is cute. Um, yeah, I mean, I realise that it's mainly in picture form. <laughs> But um, I will share in the show notes so you can have a look. They're really amazing pictures. And yeah, it's just really... I basically discovered this because I was listening... I did already know about this, I think. But um, I was listening to Russell Brand's podcast and he was interviewing Lena Dunham and she brought up um, her and Bridget Bardot, who famously um, gave up acting and um, started a... The Bridget Bardot Foundation, which is res- like rescue animals. Oh, I didn't know she did that. Oh my god! Well, that will be on next week's episode. Famously, Oliver. There's didn't know so about many it. pictures of her just with so many animals. She lives there still now. What? Yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. Shit. Well, I think so. She was re- up until re- very recently. Let's hope she doesn't die between she still us looks recording lovely. this and you releasing the podcast. No, she still lives there um, with her animals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that is my dream come true. What animal retreat? Is that the dream? Yeah. Like, when I was little, do you know what... Did I tell you what my fantasy was when I was little? No, I'm sure it was... It's you mental. wanted to live in a house made of ferrets or something. No, it, it, it basically sums me up quite a lot, I think. So I wanted to live in the middle of the woods on my own with no other people and I wouldn't <laughs> talk to other people or see anyone or have any friends. All my friends would be animals and I'd have a room... Well, you've got this so far. It's Hastings. <laughs> in each house, in my house, I'd have a room and each room would house a different animal. So I'd have like guinea pigs. I even had snakes, even though I don't like snakes. Um, like... Um, um, I'd have sheep and ponies that would mow the lawn and do like house jobs for me and then I wanted house to... jobs for you <laughs> and then I'd have two Labradors a golden retriever like a blonde one um, well not a golden retriever I specifically wanted like a, a golden Labrador okay I don't not know a retriever like a blonde one and a black one and then they would just go to the shops for me so I wouldn't even have to interact with shop <laughs> shopkeepers so I'd have well, little, you a shy child little by any bas- chance, yes I was <laughs> very shy child <laughs> and little, little baskets on their backs and then I'd put the money in there and then they'd go to the local shop they'd take out the money and they'd put the list of take the list of things that I wanted and then the shopkeeper would fill the baskets and then they'd run home with my stuff <laughs> And, this is like and when I needed this to, is a therapist's dream and when I needed to go anywhere I'd ride my horse I'd ride a horse bareback even though I'm scared I'm scared of horses I'd ride the horse bareback because I didn't need a saddle because I was a wild person who lived in if anyone's wondering before. Finn does not have a driving license I don't have a driving license and I used to sit in my like when we used to drive anywhere so oh god I'm so weird yeah. <laughs> when we used to drive anywhere I used to look out the window and imagine me on a horse riding along the side of the road Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a freak uh-huh. anyway yeah so this literally would be my heaven so you see the face of a <laughs> woman with an animal I'm so, <laughs> I'm so weird oh, well yeah. <laughs> You got a dog now, so you know you pretty much did it. Yeah, I would like more animals. Yeah, I just feel like it's already really difficult if we want to go somewhere for a weekend. 
with one. I wouldn't need to go anywhere with my menagerie. Yes, you would. You still have to go out sometimes. <laughs> I'd love train them you can't make friends dog. with a menagerie of animals. <laughs> Why not, Ollie? Because they I can't want. talk. Anyway, so you get a little insight to my psyche there. Wow, yeah. <laughs> terrifying insight. Uh, yeah, I was incredibly shy child, if you might not have already guessed um, by that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Alright, well, let me just quickly read out this uh, this thing from this uh, Twitter thread that okay. made me laugh. So it's a so a lady called Kiara McShane mm. uh, posted this, and she said, "I'm listening to a podcast called The Things We Do for Love, and it's all about the cringy things you did in the past when you fancy someone. Uh, what's the cringiest things you did?" And then it sort of, I guess it sort of went a bit like viral because loads of people were answering it, uh, but. One of the ones that really made me laugh is someone replied and said, Okay, so I was going out with a girl in middle school. She came over and forced a kiss. I didn't want to and was super petrified, really overwhelmed by it. So I told her I couldn't be her boyfriend anymore because I was playing in a concert for the Duke of York. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> and why would that relate like why would that affect their relationship? Oh sorry, in any way? I can't I can't get into anything. It's just really gotta concentrate. I've gotta be on top form for the Duke of York. I would love, like, I'd love to see someone try and use that, like, as an adult. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, like, to get out of a relationship, just be like, I mean, I know we... I really like we, you. We rent a flat together, and we've got the cat, and, you know, things are coming along quite well, but I just can't, it doesn't work anymore, because I've got to play a concert <laughs> for the Duke of York. <laughs> but so the best one that was on this thread that got, like, the... I mean, it's got like 10,000 likes, so which is quite impressive for a reply to someone else's thing. It's the person who wrote, I really fancied a girl who lived on the same estate as me. She was really rebellious and very much into the struggle. This person is Irish, she's writing this. I thought she'd be impressed with me joining the IRA. Needless to say, I got 18 years, went to jail and never saw her again. <laughs> so dramatic! <laughs> which is the best answer to what is the cringy thing you did for love? 18 years in jail. <laughs> I really don't... I'm going to have to... Oh, my God. I was God. really racking my brain, so I don't think I have done anything cringy. I was more the aloof, too shy to do anything, so came across as, like, a standoff bitch, I think. Well... I was the opposite. It's hard to do anything cringy when you're tending to your imaginary menagerie <laughs> <of> pets. <laughs> I didn't have time for boyfriends. You're stroking an invisible cat. <laughs> Time for boyfriends. <laughs> Got to deal with this. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. But um, yeah, I've only listened to one episode of that podcast. Um, one of the questions that she asked him, like, so, like, um, it's Dobby from Peep Show, who's the host of it. Who? What's her name? Is he? Can't remember what. Is he Sutter? I think. Subtle. Sutty. Sutty. What did I say? Sutter. I said scuttle, so, which it is begins a very good S, name. We know that. Anyway, she at the end said, sings a song, which is like the theme tune, like the things we do for love, and then she just fires questions at the person, like the person, <laughs> and they have to answer really quickly. And one of the questions was, "How many fillings does your partner have?" Four. Do you know how many I have? That's my guess. Four. No. See? One. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah. Do you remember when my teeth fell out? Yeah, but I thought maybe like more of your teeth probably would have fallen out when you were younger. No. You were quite feral as a child. No, I was not. I was very... I really enjoyed uh, Punch and Judy strawberry toothpaste, so I had very strong teeth, Oliver. Oh, that Punch you know. and Judy toothpaste probably just made of sugar. <laughs> I used to eat it. Oh, I used to great. I had like fluoride problems because I ate, used to eat it. So delicious. I had... Mm, um, so Moorish. <laughs> I had curry-flavoured toothpaste. That once. is fucking revolting. And it was disgusting. <laughs> it was like, I think like novelty toothpastes were a thing for a while. I don't know who the fuck would want that. But how many, you don't have any feelings. Well, I don't have any feelings because I haven't been to the dentist since I was 13, so... Oh my God, do not admit that in public. That's revolting. Well, I brush it like pretty much most of the time. <laughs> pretty much most of the time. <laughs> I rush like twice a day. Yeah. I don't need to go to the dentist. Well, I think you should. I think it's a scam. Anyway, don't try to curry flavoured toothpaste. Top tip for yeah, a man coming, who doesn't go to the dentist. Yeah, coming from a man who doesn't go to the dentist. 
Anyway, Finley, I'm going to tell you about uh, my artist of the week. Your artist of the week? My artist of the week coincides with a mystery. So, basically, it's perfect on every single level. Mm. Uh, so, I want to tell you about the artist Baz Janader. Am I going to have to pretend I don't know who this person is? Who? Listen. <laughs> you already know all about because I've made you watch documentaries about him and shown you all his work. Um, what? I wrote about him in my dissertation papers. Okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it and say I told you about him first. So, you know. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Um, so, Baz Janader was a like conceptual artist who was doing most of his art in like the late 60s, early 70s. Um, he really did a tiny amount of artwork. For how famous he is. I mean... Well, we. I think he's famous. He is fa- He's famous. No, I think he is famous. I think if... He didn't get famous I, really until like the 1990s. Uh, even though he sort of died in 1975. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he... So basically, he was a conceptual artist, so he did a lot of things like... uh, His most famous series was... And saying it rather than showing it doesn't really do it justice, but really like falling off things. (laughs) So he would sit on a roof and then fall off the roof. Sit on a bike, fall off. He'd ride a bike by a canal, fall into the canal. He'd do sort of things like that. And... He is sort of regarded as sort of being one of the people who sort of took like conceptual art to like the next level, but it was sort of before people were really aware of conceptual art. So you know he was one of those artists who was doing like uh, an art before that movement really existed in a certain way. Yeah, I mean there was Duchamp. Obviously, was the first conceptual artist, um, but like yeah, I think he definitely. Um, but yeah, so Baz Janeiro was born in 1942 uh, and he was Dutch. His father was executed in 1944 by the Nazis uh, for his large-scale endeavours to help Jewish compatriots to escape from the Holocaust. That is amazing. Um, I didn't know that, actually. Which links back to whatever you were saying about... How weird that we've mentioned Nazis twice in this podcast. It's better than normally when you just mention porn. Um... <laughs> So uh, then he went to university, he wanted to be a painter, and then he started doing sort of more video work. He became a tutor in California in, well, around 1967. And then he started doing all of his video video work and his little performances. So one of the most famous things is a video called I'm Too Sad to Tell You. Oh, I love that. Which is just a three-minute silent black-and-white video of him crying. And it's sort of all of his work is sort of about like loss and yearning and nostalgia mm-hmm. and and everything being sort of just out of reach. Yeah, and like memory and all those kind of things. So it's he does. I really one of my favorite pieces by him is, um, and it's very ominous. Well, this is the thing is so. Well, we'll get on to what happened, but all of this art that he was making turned out to be very prophetic of what then what happened, happened later in him. his life. Um, sorry, you were going to say your favourite One of my favourite pieces, which is incredibly ominous, is um, just, a, it's a, I can't remember what it's called. It's the title of it's lovely. Um, and it's just a picture of him staring out on to the horizon. Um, well, that's, yeah. The sea, like at a sun, sunset. Well, it's just lovely. That's from, he did a series and it's called In Search of the Miraculous. Is and that from that then? Yeah, it's where he walked around LA. Oh, uh, yes. Torch, and oh, I fucking he's love like that. basically pointing out to sea and sort of things like that. Um, but I just love his work because it's so, it. that's what conceptual art should be, where it's just like a really concise it's like the concisest this huge um concept like just really simply yeah he's taking like an idea like longing and then then he's like put it into a photograph and it's like perfectly captures it 
drawing it down into this, like, its smallest essence. Yeah. And then you get that feeling from just looking at this one mm. photograph of the title. Because I kind of, like, that's why I talked about, about him in my dissertation, because my whole... Um, the whole of my uni project was to do with like the idea of the like a holiday and trying to encapsulate like when you look at a postcard like the feelings the warmth that you feel about holiday and being on holiday and the nostalgia about thinking about family trips and stuff and so I tried to make art pieces that like kind of captured that feeling so that's why I wrote about him in my dissertation anyway that's kind of boring I don't know why I said that <laughs> carry on Oliver anyway so he came up with his like uh, biggest idea for an artwork in 1975 and it was part of the series In Search of the Miraculous and the idea was that he would sail from Massachusetts which is in America then, <laughs> Thank you for clearing that uh, <laughs> to Falmouth which is in Cornwall in England. I do know where that is. Uh, this is a journey that he estimated would take like 60 to 90, 60 to 90 days Although I was reading something earlier and they're saying that like experienced sailors said that they reckoned it would took between like 150 days. I was going to say that does seem like very... Um, I mean, 60 short. to 90 days is a pretty long time though. Yeah, but did you say what he's sailing in? So he was sailing in a tiny little boat. It was like... So it was the smallest boat to attempt to do the... I th- I, the yeah, I'm pretty ocean. sure that they said it was the smallest boat. It was. If he had... If he had made it, it would have been the smallest boat that anyone would have done the trip. It was 13 foot long. Yeah. So if you think 90, 60 to 90 days is like, what, three months? Mm. Three months on a 13 foot ship is quite a long time. Mm. Um, so the boat was called Ocean Wave. And the idea was, as part of the artwork, is that he was going to set off doing this amazing sort of uh, voyage that was like against all the elements, all of that kind of stuff. And then he would arrive in Falmouth and then he would travel to an art gallery in uh, Holland. Mm -hmm. And then the art gallery in Holland would have a choir who would be singing sea shanties and he would walk in as they were singing. Um, But after 90 days had passed... He didn't turn up. He didn't turn up. And they started doing... I think it was after like 150 days they started looking for him. But the problem was is that he'd done so much stuff about disappearing and uh, being found at sea and uh, like faking your own death as part of his artwork because it all linked into his search for the miraculous thing that it, it I think it kind of sort of confused people. He, so they were like, is this part of the artwork? Well, he had talked before in an interview about an artwork idea where he disappeared for three years. So his idea was that he would just like leave work and then no one would know where he was and then three years later he would just re-emerge. So you can see that when the boat didn't turn up... They were like, aha! That it was kind of like, would this would this be... No, no, is this part of the artwork? Eventually, in uh, 1976, on the 18th of April, a fishing vessel found his boat, Ocean Wave floating near Ireland. Um, when they got onto the boat, they found his passport, but they didn't find a camera, a tape recorder, logbooks, or journals, all of the things that he had taken with yeah. him. Uh, or a life jacket, which probably means he was wearing it. Um, they took the boat out of the water to go and give it like a full, like, you know... Inspection. S- inspection, because he's like a missing person. But it was stolen from the boatyard and no one's ever found it. What? Someone has the ocean wave? I, don't I want the ocean that. wave. I want the fucking ocean wave. But yeah, that's it. They've never found him. They've never found his body. They, I mean... His what? Yeah, because we watched a documentary about um, him and they interviewed his wife on it. And his wife just doesn't know what happened to him. But I just think he's... It's just so amazing because he just became his like greatest artwork basically it's just it's so perfect it is like he he made it happen i don't know whether he went out there to well there was a there's a famous interview where um there was someone from uh, avalanche art magazine who interviewed his wife 
and they were saying that like you know they interviewed a lot of the students and the students were talking about how he was always talking about these sorts of romantic notions of like disappearing and exploring and all this kind of stuff and they basically in the interview say was the ultimate piece of artwork for him committing suicide and she said no I'm absolutely convinced that was nowhere in his consciousness we talked about it and he assured me repeatedly these were not his intentions so I think he had every intention of making the trip but it's just so weird that you know like it's weird that there were things missing from the boat that should have been there. Well, not really, though, because he did try and sail over, was it the Atlantic or the Pacific? I can't remember. Mm. Again, geography, not my strong point. Can't stress that enough. Um, but I think what's interesting is in that... The t- if you see this boat, it's like a dinghy. It's tiny, and you've seen bloody waves. Um, that I mean, how could that really get across the whole of an ocean like if it was bad weather one day i mean he's dead one wave would smash it to pieces and then everything wouldn't be in it but it's something very interesting because yeah there's a last photo of him setting off and going off into onto the horizon and it's put it's just like his and then it's got like written underneath in like really sort of nice calligraphy handwriting in search of the miraculous and it's like that's it that was the that was the end that's and he's now his greatest artwork. But yeah, so there's a really good documentary about him called In Search of the Miraculous. There is also a documentary that uh, This American Life did about him. Oh, um, I haven't listened to that. Called From a Distance. Oh, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. Uh, let me just see if I can find out what... Which is actually a podcast about hero worship and people <gasps> admiring people from afar. Oh, that would be... That's me with him. Um... What episode is it? I think it's episode 20. What? That's yeah, weird. from 1996. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, that's maybe why he got famous then in the 90s. No, no, he got famous in the art world in the 90s because they started doing exhibitions of his stuff. Oh, okay. I see. But I mean, like, you know, I think he's sort of gone beyond it. But anyway, really interesting person. And if you're interested in weird artists going really over the top for their art, he is certainly worth it. Well, I really enjoyed that documentary. I thought it was really good. So um, I definitely... I think I've recommended it on a blog post before because, yeah, I just think it's, it's a, a fantastic film. I just am in awe of him. We went to the Venice Biennale, like, what, two years ago now? Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw one of his video works in real life. I mean, I know it's a video, so it's not as impressive as things. I don't know. It's nice seeing it in, like, Venice Biennale, though. Yeah, it felt special, because I just really, yeah, love his um, stuff, so. Um, Shall we get a top-up, and then we'll just do a little round-up of, I mean, not round-up. Round-down. (laughs) Round-down. Okay, back in a minge. Okay, we're back. Oh, yeah, one more Baz Janada fact. Okay. He was an incredibly good sailor, and he had sailed from Morocco to America before. Wow, okay, so he was, he felt like he was prepared. Yeah, it wasn't like if I decided to sail. <laughs> sure, I'm at one with the sea, everyone says that, but, you know. I it's... would not let you do that. What? Because you die. You let me drive to the Lake District, what's the difference? <laughs> You're a good driver. Thank you. Um. So, should we have a little wrap up then? Yeah, come on. Wrap me up. Oh, the only thing I wanted to talk a bit about um, was I'm not sure whether I should change my... So I've talked a bit about um, my Pets of Hastings project. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking now, have I, like, localised it too much? You thinking Pets of East Sussex? No, I'm thinking more. Because I was like, what am I actually interested in here with this project? Like, why am I doing it? And the thing I'm interested about, in even, is like exploring like the relationship between the pets and the owners, I think. Like, because that's why I want to do... You want to do backgrounds that relate to the owner. Yeah, and like, because there are so many creative people in Hastings, I thought, yeah, that would be like a good sort of pool to Mm -hmm. dip into. And like, because I want to do sort of like... Um, because Tova's obviously, 
who is the most relaxed dog. I'm looking over to her at the moment. She's lying on her back on the sofa. Um, she's just like a big source of company and inspiration to me a lot of the time. Um, so I kind of, and I know a lot of other creative artists and illustrators have pets and they draw a lot of happiness and um, they're a big part of their lives. Um, well, I draw a lot of happiness from their pets. Um, and so I kind of wanted to explore that. Um, so I'm thinking maybe I should change it to pets of creatives rather than pets yeah. of Hastings. I mean... And then that opens it up to the whole world and it doesn't have to be in Hastings. And then also I was thinking, I'm interested in Hastings and I want to promote the local area, but how interested are other people in Yeah, I mean, Hastings I guess it probably means nothing area. to anyone else. It means else. nothing to someone in... I mean, Maine, say. <laughs> wherever that is. No, and I mean, I even find that when I tell people in London that I live in Hastings, they, like, don't know, they don't know where yeah, it is. Yeah, so maybe I should just change it to pets of creatives. I mean, you can still focus on people in Hastings. Or creative pets. I don't know. Just an idea. I just thought I'd run it past you and the people who listen. And you can let me know what you think. I mean, I think, you know, you're going to expand your pool, like you said, if you do that. So, anyway, it's just an idea. Hey, look, there's no rules. It's your thing. I know, it's my thing. So, do whatever like, you why want. am I like confining myself to. I mean, I do think can setting yourself rules and confining yourself if you're doing art is helpful. Yeah. But maybe you went a bit too precise. I mean, I like the idea of doing something Hastings related. That's yeah. fine. Maybe it's enough to just have an exhibition here. And I wanted to do a, like some. Um, creative people here but maybe it's silly to just localise it completely and like have it just completely here I can still have creative people from Hastings mm. anyway just an idea Um. so my artist of the week this week Ollie's done his artist of the week that's your first artist of the week are you going to keep this up or yeah I think they might I might just do dead artists that's fun I like dead artists you can do living ones I'll do dead ones that's fun cool that's a good idea thanks um so my... if I find an artist I really like I'll have to murder them <laughs> beware <laughs> uh so my artist of the week this week is an artist called Lucy Dixon and she does the most beautiful ceramic pieces and she also does a lot of um, prints and just really lovely. Very simple. Um, very graphic. Yeah, that's the word. Not simple. That's No, they are. You know what I mean. Um, They're like stripped back, aren't they? Stripped back, yes. Um, you can but... tell which one of us works in an art gallery. <laughs> Uh, artists are notoriously not very good at describing their own artwork, so I'm not very good at describing other people's either. Um, she does these gorgeous mugs and vases that I'm obsessed with that I discovered um, on... I discovered her work through this um, Instagram called Four Legs, Four Walls, which is the most stylish oh, yeah, dog-themed um, shop ever. They do the most beautiful dog bowls you've ever seen in your life and dog collars and dog toys, stylish dog toys. I mean, it's just dreamy. But they do, they stock a lot of artists. Um, that's actually how I discovered Tom Draws Dogs, who was my artist of the week last week. Um, but she, yeah, she, they sell these gorgeous vases which have little dogs with floral or um, foliage um, motifs on them. And they're just really simple, but beautiful and I really love the designs of them and I love her colour palette and these are bloody delightful she does little dog figurines she's just really great at mark making really great yeah colour palette just no they're really cute really really great her stuff and I think she's got a really lovely um feel to her work it's like airy and um beautiful airy and something airy and beautiful yeah no I really like it it's very cool mm. it's sort of got an almost like some of it's got an almost like sort of 70s feel I think in a little do you know way. what it reminds me of slightly um, Matisse yeah definitely 
Um, so yeah, slight, I definitely, the colours are definitely 70s kind of-esque. Um, lots of sort of burnt oranges and pinks and yellows together, which are just my dream. Love pink and yellow together, pink and orange as well. It's quite like summery, isn't it? Yeah, fresh, fresh. So fresh and so clean. So fresh. Um, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air fresh, would enjoy. clean lines, just great. So yeah, she's my artist. Good recommendation. So go check her out. I'll link her work, her Instagram in the show notes as always. Um, yeah. We'll link Baz Janader's website. Does he have a website? Yeah, I think he's got a pretty good website. Wicked. Don't think he's on Instagram. <laughs> Bing. Oh, but how good would it be now if he suddenly posted something? <gasps> like it was mine. Can you imagine? I mean... Wait, I mean, what? it's not it's not out of the realm yeah, of possibility. I mean, nobody thought that they'd catch the Golden State Killer, and then they did, so... I mean, how cool would he it would, be? He could... I mean, he would still be alive. Yeah. If he wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't dead. I've um, always said that about him. If he wasn't dead, definitely <laughs> be alive. alive. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on that note... <laughs> so, have you got anything you want to add? Or is that it? No, I've added everything. Wicked. There's nothing more to be well, added. Well, this was a fun episode. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I think we, we've we got some quality content in there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, so, doing the end of Podcast Gubbins. Um, if you've got a cute story, if you've got an interesting story, if you've got an artist that you like, if you just want to have a chat, then send us an email at um, thecutelifepodcast at gmail.com um, and we'll read it out on the podcast. Um, rate and review and if you leave us a nice review, we'll read it out on the podcast. Um, find us on Instagram at Finney Elliott Portraits at Ollie Place like the fireplace or a fish, not the fish, but a place that you buy fish. Um, very o- good Ollie Place you can tell she's getting used to this still <laughs> <laughs> give her 50 years of marriage and she'll have this locked down nailed um, the old woman passed your name and her. share 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 please share please share because um, <laughs> we want new people to hear it and it's fun no I don't care about sharing I want just people send us interesting stories yeah. either ghost stories cute stories art stories anything just send us stuff well, I like hearing from you, so yeah. just DM me. Um, just send Finn things. She relays all the good stuff back to me. Yeah, just send me stuff. I love hearing from you. Um, yeah, so I think that's it, isn't it? Everything, I think that's it. everything we've talked about will be in the show notes. Um, yeah, so. See you next week. Yeah, so. Hear you next week. Hear you next week, Jesus. everyone. Um, we'll regale you of tales from the Finn Royal will Academy. Tell you about every artwork she saw at the Royal Academy. The people in, I embarrass myself in front of, most probably. If you're lucky. After a few glasses of free champagne. Hey, you can't go wrong. <laughs> okay, well. All right, see you later. Love you bye guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.